Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing breaches of the week. And this week in data breaches, absolutely crazy as always, no time to lose, let's dive right in. And as always, I want to thank the following people that just sent me a lot of these tips, and that would be William, Her William Herndon, Jacqueline Wolf, Ryan O'Reilly, and Chris Childs. Guys, thank you very much. Please keep sending those tips in. It really does help me out. With that, let's keep on rolling, and let's start with Vans, or specifically the owner of both Vans and North Face. This is an update on VF Corporation. And like I said, they are not just behind Vans and North Face, but also Timberland, Dickies, Supreme, and a whole bunch of others. And now they have confirmed the data breach that I reported on a couple of weeks ago and have said that more than 35 million customers have had their personal information stolen in that December ransomware attack. Now, basically, the giant in American uh, footwear, apparel, etc., etc., said that the affected customers social security numbers, bank account information, or payment card information was not impacted since they do not store that kind of data. But nevertheless, if you buy things directly from Vans, Timberland, North Face, Dickies, Supreme, etc., etc., you might want to check in. Moving on. Let's talk about millions of passwords from various places around the internet. Now, in a recent blog post via Futurism, uh, uh, Have I Been Pwned owner Troy Hunt said that he was recently made aware of a credential stuffing list. That's basically a, a collection of compromised user credentials, such as usernames and passwords, that had basically been posted to a popular hacking forum. Now, th these lists pop up all the time for the record, as Hunt noted, but they're usually just repackages of previous lists containing the same information. Here's the thing, though. This one appears to be different. Now, according to Hunt, this leaked data set contains nearly 71 million unique email addresses and basically has more than a third of those email addresses, uh, for the record, have never been in previous leaks, meaning this was an internal data set probably for some attacker or hacking group, and by virtue of it, it's now out. Now, Hunt said that the new data in the credential stuffing list is quote-unquote from stealer logs, or, in other words, malware that has grabbed credentials from compromised machines. So there you go. I think this is going to be a rather interesting one to sift through as it gets added to Have I Been Pwned. You should go check it out, too. By the way, it's a pretty cool website. Moving on. Let's talk about healthcare vendor Navis. Now, in early September of last year, Navis announced that they experienced a data privacy event that compromised the personal and protected health information of former and current employees. Now, as a result of that, and I have no more information on the Navis breach at the moment, we are starting to see disclosures as it is a third-party hit. So the first one to disclose was Hawaii Medical Service Administration, or HMSA. So heads up to you if you work for them or used to. That's all I've got right now, but I'm sure we'll see more of Navis in the future. Moving on. Let's talk about the Dallas, Texas-based Cooper Aerobics. Now, they are notifying nearly 90,000 customers that attackers potentially gain access to their personal information and attack almost a year ago. Now, in the notice on their website and filed basically this month with the Texas Attorney General, the fitness company said that the breach occurred on February 3rd of last year, almost a year ago. And per Texas law, that is way too long, so they're going to be expecting fines. Now, in response... Cooper also said that they contained the threat and hired cybersecurity professionals to contain it, et cetera, et cetera, and they confirmed that breach on March 19th. Now, the data that we're talking about here are names, address, phone numbers, email, dates of birth, credit and debit card numbers, health information, financial accounts and routing numbers, tax ID, driver's license or government identifications, passport, and social security numbers as well. So if you have anything to do with Cooper Aerobics in Dallas, Texas, better look out. Moving on. 
Let's talk about Electro ElectroStim Medical Services. Now, they recently confirmed that they suffered a cyber attack in May of 2023. And why are these companies taking so long? Which involved access to parts of the network containing patient data. Now, the ElectroStim Medical Services data breach has recently reported to HHS that this will affect 542,990 patients. Suspicious activity was detected within their network on May 13th of last year. That investigation basically confirmed that essentially unauthorized attackers had access between April 27th through May 13th of that year, so about 16 days or so. Now, the types of information we're talking about here are name, address, email, phone number, diagnosis, insurance information, subscriber number, and products described and billed. So obviously not good. So if you own an ElectroStim whatever, heads up to you. Moving on, let's do our mini segment simply entitled, If You Just Paid for Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Getting Sued or You Wouldn't Be Paying Out a Ton of Money. And with that, let's start with Capita, some, some uh, a data breach I've talked about throughout 2023. Legal proceedings against the outsourcing giant were formally triggered on basically January 12th of this year. And Barring's Law, that's the outfit that is organizing this, is now representing more than 5,000 people. And they claim that about 50 new claimants are coming forward on a daily basis. So this is going to be a big one. Uh, that's basically it. It's now just getting started. So I don't have numbers for you, but you know I'll keep you up to date because Capita is probably going to pay out quite a bit. That was one of the massive breaches of 2023. Moving on. Let's talk about ReproSource Fertility Diagnostics. Now, their Massachusetts-based outfit reached a $1.25 million settlement to resolve claims of negligence tied to a 2021 data breach. ReproSource, which was acquired by Quest Diagnostics, one of the big ones, in 2018, suffered a ransomware attack in August of 2021 that impacted 350000 individual. So if you use ReproSource Fertility Diagnostics for all your fertility needs, you may be entitled to compensation. Moving on, let's talk about the Black Hawk Network, not the NHL team. This is a major pre, uh, prepaid card service. MyPrepaidCenter.com that's a platform for managing prepaid cards, was targeted by attackers compromising data such as prepaid debit and gift card details, card numbers, expiration dates, uh, the third three-digit CVV code on the back, full names, email addresses, and telephone Telephone numbers. A settlement has finally been reached. Now, settlements are offering prorated cash payment benefits to all eligible claimants who file before or on uh, April 11th of this year. Now, if you can provide proof of losses related to this specific incident, you can claim up to $5,000 for out-of-pocket expenses. On top of it, if you're a California resident, you may also be entitled to $200 under the CCPA class system as well. And to be eligible for this, again, please uh, complete your class action claim forms before April 11, 2024. And if you receive a notice of that uh, or a notice ID with a confirmation code, also make sure to use that as well. So heads up to you. Uh, if you use Blackhawk Network or have any of their prepaid cards or gift cards might have got them at christmas go get paid moving on Let's talk about the Aon Corporation. Yes, they're big. In a class action lawsuit against them, plaintiffs Maria Flores, Dina Dubay, Misty Williams, and Sharon Rushing allege several claims, including negligence, negligence per se, breach of contract, unjust enrichment, 
Invasion of Privacy and Violations of Consumer Protection Acts in the states of Illinois and Florida. Now, the lawsuit stems from a data breach that that basically compromised the plaintiff's personal information. Initially, the case was dismissed by the circuit court due to lack of standing and failure to state a claim, but appellate court partially reversed the decision, and so it's game on for Aon, and we're going to see what happens there. So, heads up if you use Aon. Moving on, let's talk about Gas South. They've agreed to propose settlement to uh, resolve a class action that allege the company failed to protect customers' cons- uh, personally identifiable information during a breach by attackers. Now, the class is made up of anyone whose PII was compromised as a result of the data breach and or who was notified or should have been notified by or on behalf of Gas South that their data was compromised as a result of this breach. Gas South is a natural gas provider based in Atlanta, Georgia, serving 425,000 customers in Georgia and 13 other states. So heads up to you. If you're across the South, you might might be using them and you might be entitled to compensation. Moving on, South Orthopedic Associates or SOA. They're also known as the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. They've agreed to a proposed uh, settlement to resolve a class action lawsuit claiming that it failed to properly safeguard the patient's personally identifiable information that was stolen. While not admitting fault, SOA has agreed to create a settlement fund of $660,000 to provide benefits to people who were notified that their information was stolen. Class members must have received that notice uh, basically sent by mail on December 20 of 2021 to be eligible for for this settlement, and this affected about 107,000 people, and uh, this essentially occurred in or around June or July of 2021, and basically stolen data included both names and social security numbers. So heads up to you if you use Southern Orthopedic Associates or the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. Moving on, Norwood Clinic, and yes, healthcare gets sued all the time. They agreed to a $2.3 million settlement to resolve claims of their 2022 breach, and so essentially if you received a notification on or around March 8th, 8th of 2022 informing you of this you may be part of this class and essentially their breach was announced in March of 2022 and that's about all I've got right now on top of it we also have North County Orthopedic Group and this one is actually rather interesting you may have been following along with this especially if you are a cybersecurity nerd such as myself now in November Watertown New York based North County Orthopedic Group filed a lawsuit against John Doe and Jane Doe essentially unidentified attackers who stole confidential data and information in an August data breach alongside with Claxton Hepburn Medical Center and Carthage Area Hospital, also in New York. Now, the data allegedly stolen uh, was basically stored on cloud uh, on Wasabi. Uh, that's a cloud storage server, like it's a, it's a cloud provider. It was essentially they were storing the data with Wasabi Technologies, just known as Wasabi. On top, now I should say Wasabi has returned the stolen data uh, basically to North Star Health Alliance, which is a group of partners that includes North County Orthopedics. So this was essentially locked by the FBI. Wasabi said, "No, we're not giving you your data back." Uh, you know, uh, to to the actual orthopedics because it was under investigation, et cetera, et cetera. So they sued to get their data back and essentially that's it. So the health system said that they don't expect the lock, lockbit ransomware gang, and those are the ones that stole the data, to respond to the legal complaint, so they're likely going to drop it, but obviously they had to go to court to get their data back, and that's obviously a, a very damaging, life-ending event if you don't have access to any of your data uh, as an organization or corporation. How do, you, how do you actually work? So there you go. Moving on, Midwest Healthcare Group. Now, an Illinois federal judge tossed out most of their class action against them 
and the rest is behind a paywall. So I'm not 100% sure, but heads up, if you use Midwest Healthcare Group and we're part of that, that class action apparently has been vastly reduced. On top of it, we have Progressive Casualty Insurance, just known as Progressive. I believe they're the ones with Flow, the TV commercial uh, with the Lady Flow, I, I think. Anyway, they got hit with a $5 million class action in South Carolina federal court, and that's behind a paywall as well. So if I have any more information on Progressive Insurance or Midwest Healthcare Group, you know I'll be bringing it to you here. And that ends our mini segment. If you just spent money, you wouldn't be getting sued and you wouldn't be paying money out. Moving on, let's talk about Singing River Health Systems in the state of Mississippi. They're notifying 253,000 patients that their data was compromised in 2023. Apparently, they were targeted in an August 19 ransomware attack perpetrated by the Residia Ransomware Group. And I don't have any more information, but heads up to you, Singing River Healthcare System or Health System patients. Moving on, Meridian Behavioral Healthcare out of Florida. They recently confirmed that protected health information was exposed in a breach on August 11 of last year. They confirmed 98,808 individuals had been affected. What we are talking about here are names, address, social security, dates of birth, medical diagnosis and treatment information, health insurance information, and prescription information as well. So heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about the APT Foundation. I'm assuming that does not stand for Advanced Persistent Threat. They just filed the notice of data breach with Massachusetts after discovering confidential information basically had been stolen. In this notice, they talked about names, social security numbers, and that's about it. So could be more, could be less. Upon completing their investigation, APT started sending out notices to those affected. Moving on. Let's talk about ESO Solutions, because they followed the notice of data breach with Health and Human Services, Office of Civil Rights, after confirming attackers accessed their infrastructure through a ransomware attack. Now, in this notice, ESO explained that the incident resulted in these unauthorized party or parties being able to access sensitive information. So we're talking name, phone number, address, sensitive personal information, and protected health information as well. They've started sending notifications out as well. Moving on. Let's talk about Geico or Gecko as they go by colloquially. A threat actor identified as, and bear with me here, the threat actor's name is Wang Fei 19860902055, recently advertised the sale of a database related to government employees insurance company or Geico on a popular dark web forum. Now, the alleged Geico data breach uh, essentially happened, uh, or came to light, rather, on January 14th of 2024, when a threat actor posted details on breach forum. So, obviously, that's a big deal. Now, according to the information obtained, the compromised database contains 552,900 records, such as various personal information fields, like name, last name, phone number, address, city, and state. So, heads up to you. If you use Geico for all your insurance or Gecko needs, you might want to check in. Moving on, let's head on over to India and talk about cybersecurity firm Inifu Labs. They reportedly fell victim to a sophisticated cyber attack. On January 10th of this year, a threat actor identified as Precious Madness announced on the Ramp Forum that they had possession of unauthorized ac- and unauthorized access to Inifu systems. Now, Precious Madness offering included unauthorized access to crucial components of Inifu's infrastructure, including a Fortinet VPN login, Microsoft Office 365 services, and more. This was priced at $1,300 US. Moreover, uh, the Inifu data breach also involved 54 gigabytes of exfiltrated data, which was available for an additional cost, a cost I do not have. Now, the threat actor had encouraged potential buyers to contact him or her privately for proof and more details which obviously is a very standard thing because you're not going to about to 
put negotiations out to the world. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with the Nufu Labs, the cybersecurity outfit out of India. I'm never a fan when cybersecurity outfits are hit. Moving on. Let's talk about alpha-supported living systems or living services, excuse me. On January 12th of this year, they filed with Massachusetts after discovering that they had been a victim of a phishing attack. Now, they basically said an unauthorized party was able to gain access to sensitive information, which included names, address, social security numbers, and that's all we know. They're starting to send out notices as well. So heads up, alpha-supported living services patients. Moving on, let's talk about Cameco Mutual Insurance Company, simply known as Camico on January 12th. They also filed with Massachusetts after discovering an unauthorized party had gained access into their infrastructure. Now, in their notice, Camico explained that consumer sensitive information, including names, social security numbers, health insurance carriers, health insurance member ID numbers, and group numbers may have been accessed or exfiltrated. They are also sending out uh, notifications as well. Moving on, Let's talk about Health Alliance. On December 23rd, they filed with HHS and Office of Civil Rights with the U.S. government, basically saying an unauthorized attacker gained access to their infrastructure. And we're talking names, addresses, dates of birth, Social Security, medical information, health insurance information, and financial information as well. Uh, health Alliance is also sending out notices. Next up is Trello. They're owned by Atlassian. I mean, I can't. Atlassian. I think that's how you pronounce it. And for the record, a lot of corporations use Trello. I'm very familiar with Trello as well. Now, a threat actor, and I don't use, we don't use it here, but I am very familiar with it. A threat actor has emerged asserting the sale of Trello data, comprom uh, basically comprising 15,115,516 unique lines of information. The alleged Trello data breach has compromised individuals' email addresses, usernames, full names, and other account details. Trello, known for the record for its visual project management capabilities, is, like I said, widely used around the world. So, an Atlassian, I can, why can't can I pronounce it? The Atlassian spokesperson acknowledged being aware of the threat actor's claim regarding the Trello data breach. The Trello spokesperson uh, talking to press, quote, we are aware of claims made by a threat actor about Trello user profile. We're not sure. This isn't confirmed, but hopefully it is not true. So if you use Atlati Atlassian's, I tried it again and I failed. If you use Trello, then uh, there you go. Heads up to you. Moving on, we've got to talk about a vulnerability and a rather critical protocol. Basically, this is the cross-chain infrastructure protocol known as Socket.Tech. I'm not going to get really too technical on you here. I know a lot of my audience is not, but heads up. So this basically has a vulnerability that essentially was exploited on January 16th. Now, the attacker targeted a cryptocurrency exchange known as Bungie and essentially were able to basically exploit this vulnerability and steal $3.3 million dollars in cryptocurrency you uh basically you us so heads up to you if basically your cryptocurrency exchange or any financial institution is using socket.tech technology they're going to have to update it or replace it just heads up to you again not going to get in the technical technicalities of that and if you are a technical person go check it out in the cve database moving on let's talk about hdfc formerly known as ulsan hyundai uh, fc a prominent south korean professional football club or soccer club based in Ulsan, South Korea. Now, they're currently under scrutiny as reports suggest that basically uh, their database uh, has been for, on, uh, for sale in the dark web. Now, I'm guessing that is a database that would be of all the people that are buying tickets to go see them. It really doesn't specify. I'm also translating this from Korean. Now, the threat actor identified as Donald Bucks posted a message on January 14th of this year claiming that basically they had the Ulsan HDFC data 
uh, in a full database dump of the football club was available for purchase of $6,000 US. So hopefully not. But if you're a big fan of the Ulsai Hyundai FC, HDFC, uh, heads up to you. You may be in the dark web. We're not sure. And finally, <clears throat> and we've got two finalies for you. First up are Ukrainian hackers, and oddly, uh, uh, honestly enough, not oddly, honestly enough, I, I always like it when I see a very positive news story about data breaches because it's so unbelievably rare when I'm a fan of data breaches, and this one I'm a fan of. Now, Blackjack, which is a Ukrainian group of hackers with possible ties to Ukraine's core spy agency, stole construction, construction plans for over 500 Russian military sites, according to Newsweek. So that's a big blow to uh, Russian operations. Now, the cyber operative are believed to have links, like I said, to the security service of Ukraine and Ukraine's military intelligence agency, the Defense Intelligence uh, of Ukraine, or GUR, confirmed this successful operation on Friday. GUR said uh, a successful cyber attack had been launched against a Russian state enterprise overseeing all construction contracts for the Russian Ministry of Defense. So this is obviously a huge blow to their security. They wrote that operatives had transferred critical information about Russian military facilities that had already been completed, constructed, reconstructed, or planned for the construction of security and defense forces of Ukraine. The Blackjack Group amassed 1.2 terabytes of classified data on essentially Vladimir Putin's military apparatus. The data includes detailed maps of more than 500 military bases across Russia and also Russian-occupied Ukraine, meaning now they know how to target them. That's awesome. Now, the basically the mind information includes crucial data about Russian army headquarters, air defense installations, and also weapons arsenals across the area. Ukraine public broadcaster Suspine or Suspiln said that the group also took down seven servers and encrypted over 150 of the Russian contractors' employee computers. In other words, they knocked them out too. They stole the data and just a thumb in your eye and all of that. I'm always a fan when uh, the Ukrainians get the upper hand. So there you go. And obviously, I you can you know. Who I support in that war. And finally, finally, and this is the last one we've got for you, let's talk about Microsoft. And I think this is a real interesting one and probably a tell at just how sophisticated uh, basically intelligence operations around the world are getting. Because this past Friday, Microsoft disclosed at a hacking group that it is calling Midnight Buzzer. It's also known as APT29 and all of us call it Cozy Bear. But for whatever reason, they're calling it Midnight Blizzard, not Buzzard, excuse me, Midnight Blizzard. And, and basically, these this is a group that's widely believed to have ties and be sponsored to by the Russian government. Essentially, uh, Cozy Bear hacked some corporate email accounts on Office 365, including those of Microsoft's, quote, senior leader uh, leadership team and employees in our cybersecurity, legal, and other functions. In other words, they were going specifically after mailboxes of Microsoft higher-up higher employees. Now, interestingly enough, the attackers did not go after customer data or the traditional corporate information that they normally would have for things like ransomware or espionage or whatever it is. They wanted to know more about themselves. And more specifically, they wanted to know what Microsoft knew about them, according to the company. Quote, the investigation indicates they were initially targeting email accounts for information related to Midnight Blizzard itself, or Cozy Bear. That's according to their blog post and SEC disclosure. Now, according to Microsoft, the attackers used a password spraying attack, essentially brute forcing against a legacy account, and then used that account's permissions to, quote, access a very small percentage of Microsoft corporate email accounts. Microsoft did not disclose, for the record, how many email accounts were breached, nor exactly what information the 
attackers access or stole, they did not immediately respond for comment either. But think about that. Microsoft would have a ton of threat intelligence because Microsoft Office 365 is used the world over. It's probably the largest email platform on the planet for corporations, governments, et cetera, et cetera. And so by virtue of that, if you're an attacker and you basically, Microsoft has their own threat research teams looking at you, you'd kind of want to know what they would know because it allows you to change up the game. They, if you understand what your attackers understand, you can mix it up. You can stop using IOCs or specific IOCs or indicators of compromise and then create new ones or have a new approach that, let's say, the researchers just don't know about at this time and or completely obfuscate yourself if you know what they're looking for. So that's obviously a very huge thing. That's a very sophisticated attack. And, and, and quite frankly, this kind of espionage is not the first time it happened. It won't be the last. But Microsoft publicly coming out and basically saying, yeah, the Russians came in snooping to, knew, to know what we knew knew about the Russians, and obviously Microsoft is going to share threat intelligence with you know other security outfits, probably the US government, et cetera, et cetera, by virtue of their close ties to all of them, and they're they're just a behemoth in the industry. That is a really interesting thing. So those were your breaches of the week. I thought it was absolutely interesting this week. Obviously, as always, insane, but one good one coming out of the Ukraine and and or Ukraine and and, and a real interesting one from Microsoft. And there you go. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.